This question that the Sadducees ask Jesus today seems a little bit weird at first glance. You think of, you're meeting Jesus and think of all of the things you could ask him, anything on Catholic theology you could ever want, and you ask him this rather unnecessary and almost unimportant question of who this woman might be married to in heaven. It's, it's, it's losing, losing the forest in, in, in the trees. Now, the Sadducees didn't believe in a resurrection, so they had a bit of a reason to ask it, but as is so often the case, Christ can turn a seemingly innocuous, bland, and insignificant question into something quite deep and important for all of us. And in his answer, Christ gives us the reason why we have celibacy for priests and religious in the church. So that's what I want to talk about today. Celibacy, as we know, is kind of a hot topic, has been for many years, certainly is today. And many in the world want the church to get rid of mandatory celibacy for priests and religious, and unfortunately there are many of those in the church who want to do this as well. We don't have to look very far. Now, I don't want this homily to just me be talking about myself. That's certainly not the case. And I think that's part of the reason why it's hard for priests to preach on this, because it can seem as if we're only talking about ourselves. But please know that celibacy has implications for all of us, regardless of our vocation. So, why celibacy? Why does the church require this of her priests and religious? Well, the first reason is kind of an obvious one, one that you might not have thought about in a while, but it's actually as clear as day. And it's this. Jesus Christ was a celibate man. Period. It's rather simple. We can forget that once in a while. When you boil it down to it, Jesus was a celibate man. And Mary, the exemplar of women religious, was a celibate woman. Period. To follow them in priesthood or religious life means to be celibate. Again, that's a basic fact. Don't read Dan Brown of the Da Vinci Code. It's pure trash. Jesus Christ was a celibate man. All the practical reasons that people like to throw out why the church doesn't need celibacy can't change the fact that Jesus Christ was a celibate man. Another reason, and it's alluded to us in our gospel today, this response that Jesus gives to the question by the Sadducees about marriage, of who that woman will be married to in heaven. And he says, the children of this age marry and remarry, But those who are deemed worthy to attain to the coming age and to the resurrection of the dead neither marry nor are given in marriage. So what's Jesus getting at here? He is saying to us that there will not be marriage in heaven. There will not be marriage in heaven, at least in the way that it is here on earth. Or put another way, Pope St. John Paul II says that in heaven we will have a sort of celibacy or virginity to our risen bodies and that we will all be united with God himself, seeing God face to face. That is the nuptial union that we will have in heaven. It will not be marriage, it will be that individual relationship of God and us where God will be all in all. Earthly marriage will give way toward that heavenly union. But on earth, brothers and sisters, celibacy foreshadows what we will be like 
in heaven. It's a preview, if you will. Renouncing earthly marriage for the sake of individual union with God. It's for this reason that we say that priests and women religious are called to be celibates for the kingdom. For the kingdom. For the sake of the age to come. To give the world a glimpse of what that union with God will be like in heaven. Me and all my brother priests and women religious are celibates to remind all of us, to remind the whole church that we are called to live for heaven. That this world isn't all that there is. That heaven is our true homeland. But for some people, all that theology doesn't, doesn't really cut it. And some people do very simply ask me, Father, don't you wish you could be married? I'm not, I'm not offended by that question at all. And Many people think that I'm just perpetually repressed, frustrated, or unhappy, or other times people think that we're just bachelors or self-partnered, as Emma Watson said this week. That's a false understanding of how we live as priests and as women religious. Because priests who are faithful to celibacy are happy, joyful. Celibacy does not mean a loss of fatherhood for me. If anything, it only amplifies it. Any man who discerns the priesthood or thinks he can live it out as a bachelor or is only doing it out of repression shouldn't be ordained. Because the priest is called to radical fatherhood. Again, that's amplified like times 10 here at St. Joseph's. The church is my spouse, so to speak, just as Jesus took the church as his spouse. There's a reason you all call me father. It's not for nothing. There's a beautiful prayer about the priest that says, a priest is a member of every family yet belonging to none. And spiritual fatherhood has been one of the most incredible gifts that I've experienced being a priest. You see it here, whether on the soccer field on Friday night with first grade girls, everyone running up to me calling me father. That is only possible through the gift of celibacy. It's a gift meant to be cherished by the entire church. It's a charism meant to be embraced by those whom God calls, rather than something discarded because it isn't practical or it isn't modern. Every single man that I was in seminary with wants to give himself to all of you in this way. We don't want to be married priests. And sure, celibacy can be a sacrifice sometimes. There's no doubt about it. But I and every other faithful priest out there do it out of love for you. Because where there is love, sacrifice is easy. Where there is love, sacrifice is easy. So brothers and sisters, let's pray that our church upholds this great gift of priestly celibacy and celibacy for our women religious in the face of pressure from outside and from within to preserve what has been handed down to us and give the world a glimpse of heavenly union with God. And I ask you also to please pray for priests and religious, that we may remain faithful to our way of life and be shining lights in the world of God's love for all.